Welcome to the Sacktown Royalty Show. I am your host, Bradley, half-man, half-amazing geyser. And you might have noticed that I took a month off, and I will explain that in a second. But first, let me introduce our guest. First, we have... I don't think he's a first-time Sacktown Royalty Show guest, but he's a first-time current Sacktown Royalty Show guest, Tim Maxwell. How's it going, Tim? It's going wonderfully. How are you, Bradley? I'm doing fantastic. And then, technically, this person, I guess, is a second-time guest on the podcast, but it's first time you're hearing her, for reasons I will explain in a second. But that would be TJ Macias. How is it going, TJ? Uh, it's great. I'm too sober for this. Thank uh, you. It's good. Nice, responsible messaging. So yeah, just yeah, okay. before we're gonna get right into it because we we don't have that much long that long today. Yeah, I speak. Um, it's been about a month off, and we actually recorded an episode at one point in that. Me and TJ, TJ and I, I guess would be the grammatical term for that. But we recorded yeah. one, and it was about as terribly timed as humanly possible. So we let it sit for a few days. It was about a serious subject. So. We had to make sure it came out at a good time and just for reasons I'll explain when I release the episode, because I still am going to release it. It was terribly timed. And then I had a fun little medical emergency the week I was going to do it. And yeah, that set everything back a couple weeks. So I promise not to do uh, one month breaks after this. I think by the time season comes around, if I actually do my plan to do uh, post game shows. You'll be sick of my voice, actually, so be prepared. Um, but with that said, why don't we go into today's episode, which is much more fun than the one that TJ and I recorded a couple weeks ago. Today we are going to go Hollywood, and that's why I brought these two experts on. Are you guys ready? So ready. Duh. <laughs> I was expecting a longer answer, but... Basically, what we're going to do, we're trying, you know, we're we're sort of at the end of the doldrums of the offseason. There's not been any exciting Kings news, unless you want to talk about Harrison Barnes losing in Team USA or Bogey doing well, but whatever. We're talking about the important stuff today. We are talking about movies, and specifically, we are planning movies. We are meticulously planning three movies that may or may not be made in the future, but I called upon these two. All we did before this was tell each other what we were going to write what we were going to plan a movie about but we haven't talked about it other than that so all three of us have planned movies about king's related events and we're just going to discuss that we're going to have a little fun be a little creative and to start with this we're going to have tim present why don't you just present the title of your movie first the title it's amazing is avengers Reign of the False Heir. What? Say, what? say, say that again. One Avengers. more time. Avengers. Avengers. Reign of the False Heir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm still dead. I'm proud of it. Do <laughs> okay. So explain that title. <laughs> My brilliant title is having to do with Tyreek Evans' rookie season. Hence, Avengers. Reign of the False Heir. So how dare you question me? <laughs> okay. It's Ev- Evans. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's so hard to say. I've practiced it like 30 times. We're, 
Could you have gone? No one will be able to say that, like, when <laughs> wanting to go see this movie. No one will want to see this movie. Anyway, <laughs> does this movie have a, have a tagline? It does. It, the tagline is, it'll work out differently this time, we promise. Oh. It didn't. Yeah, my movie's kind of sad. That sounds like every every king season. Yeah, it's like <laughs> all, all of ours are sad in different ways. I yeah, you could also could have just. I feel like another tagline could have been, uh, "I'm a basketball player." Yeah, that's true. In quotes, remember that was what? Grant Napier's favorite quote for a year. Because believe it or not, there's a lot of things you can say about Tyreek Evans. He was a basketball player. <laughs> What is everybody giggling? What, okay, what continue. You, What's next? I'm the host here, TJ. Um, <laughs> TJ, what would your tagline be? I, I, I'm just too in love with Tim. First one. I guess go. <laughs> <laughs> no, go. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Walk us through. Who's directing this movie, Tim? Okay, director is M. Night Shyamalan. Do you know why? Um, why? He's a, he, he's awesome. a master of one-hit wonders, just like Tyreek Evans. Oh. Oh, damn. Oh, Tony oh. doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so is this is this in the mold of Signs, Unbreakable, Lady in the Water, Sixth Sense? I could see I could see versions of all this. He's actually expanding his formula. It's a fantasy film. Oh, oh no, that's not expanding it. So it's uh, the Last that's, Airbender. Yeah, I guess okay, that's true. So, yeah. so in genre sense, are we going fantasy here? But he just said. Yeah, it's it's Middle Earth. It's, yeah, I literally just said that <laughs> like ten okay. seconds ago. All right, you know what? Continue. <laughs> uh, anyways, wow, it's Middle Earth, so it takes place in literal Middle Earth, like the Shire and everything, or it, it just takes place straight rip off of Lord of the Rings. Oh, because straight I'm like, rip off. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent rip off. But like, if it were if it were through the point of view of Smeagol, um, no, <laughs> no, 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 no one's Smeagol here. How dare you? True. You'd have to have a ring for it to be Smeagol and we're the kings. Yeah, we don't have rings. We have we got a ring in like 1942 <laughs> The Lord or of No Rings. <laughs> okay, um, so you want me to go through my cast? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Why don't you run us through this? This is what I'm interested in. Okay, so I, I cheated on my cast. So what I did is I took a picture of every player or person that I involved and I put it into a celebrity lookalike machine and the first actor oh, that popped up, that's my cast. I did that with one. That's, oh, yeah, that's easy. I, I didn't put any thought route. into this. Okay, wow. I went a lazier route, but okay. Just continue. All right, let's hear okay. it, guys. Okay, Craig Nelson is Paul Westfall, <laughs> and he's a mage. Coach, here you go. Yep, uh, Bill Murray is Gavin Maloof. <laughs> uh, that Are works, we getting right? dramatic? Are we getting dramatic, Bill Murray, or like what? that weird indie Bill Murray? Definitely weird indie with a hint of cocaine. Well, so we're getting uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, okay. I'll keep going. Uh, Donald Glover is Tyreek Evans. What? Uh, this is the generator. It's it's foolproof. Uh, let's see here. Is it? Obviously. Have you heard I, my I answers? Think the generator is being random. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Donald Glover, childish Gambino for yes. those who are cool like I am. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I oh by the way, my 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 five his four. Um, Com- compatriots are the four players who started the most games with him his rookie year. So uh, the next one is uh, Mahershala Ali as Dante Green. Wow. That. These are perfect. Uh, Dam- Damian Lewis as Bino Udry. <laughs> I-, I like how all the Kings are like 50. <laughs> well, you know, they play like it. Uh, this is my favorite. Marlon Waynes as, as Jason Thompson. <laughs> That's funny, and I'll tell you why it's funny later. Uh, I also had Jason Thompson as a fire-breathing dragon, just FYI. Uh, and then 
Matthew Fox as Spencer Hawes. So I was I was gonna Jason Se- Matthew Fox. Yeah, I was gonna J- do Jason Segel, but the celebrity <laughs> matchmaker said otherwise. So Matthew Fox, it is your celebrity Maybe. face mash or whatever it was was ba- that's your casting director. I I. I don't know how much money your your film is going to bring in. $3. And this is expensive. It's Lord of the Rings. It's now, is this <laughs> is this three movies filmed back to back to back? Yeah, it is a trilogy. So this is the first movie, uh, Reign okay. of the False Heir. Um, he's going to go through, and his goal <laughs> is to find the three powers of stardom, which is 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Okay. Uh, he's ultimately betrayed by the evil Haas, and he's eventually <laughs> revealed as a false heir to the throne. Now, the sequel is um, his cousin, Demarcus, takes over the kingdom. Wow. That's the name? that doesn't work out either. That's the title? Yeah. And, yeah. I, don't, I, I didn't have a title for that movie. It's still in, in works. And then the third movie is Darren Fox's feature film, which, of course, he is the true heir to the throne. So, in some ways, this is sort of like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings combined. Because you've got you, Tyreek is almost Bilbo in this situation, no? Well, he could be. I mean, but then who does that make Smeagol? What? What? I, well, I could say a name, but I'll get in trouble, so I won't say any names. That's all I'm <laughs> who, gonna say. Who? What's the name? You... He clearly doesn't want to get in trouble. I, I don't want to say it. I don't want to get in trouble. I get in trouble enough. Ah. Uh, can make can an No hints. <laughs> like a little bit of a hint. No, no hints. You guys can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a patina of a hint there, just like a little. That's all I'm giving you. Just a little remnant of of a hint there. Yeah, I don't want to get assassinated. How about that? Don't yeah, don't try to put the the red marker on his forehead, dude. Yeah, it's already been there enough. The sniper rifle. Yeah. So this is interesting. This is interesting. I wasn't expecting a fantasy here, but I like. I actually the last three weekends went and saw the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so they're fresh on my mind. So I'm just got all sorts of questions and answers and stuff. But so this is Middle Earth. So it's straight up. Is Sacramento in Middle Earth here or? Um. Yeah. Sacramento's the Shire, I guess. Yeah. And then I guess like L.A. is Mount Doom. We could do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah true. True. Who's a Saruman? Um, definitely not Magic Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Kobe, he's old. Saruman's old. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Sar- Sauron. Oh, Sauron, like the, the big, eye. the big evil dude. I said the, I yeah, said the wrong. Name. I thought it was fresh in your mind. It was, but I haven't seen Lord of the Rings in like ten years. Saruman and okay. Sauron. Come on, J.R. Tolkien, be a little creative. Uh, Sauron. Oh I guess that's just the Lakers organization, right? Tim Donahue, maybe. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just getting overwhelmed by geek here. I saw Lord of the Rings once, each movie, and that was. Two billion years ago. I'm plenty mean to TJ, but I can honestly see why she wouldn't watch a movie about a hobbit guiding their way through the big person's world. Absolutely. I know. I, I actually did a list. I actually did a list of I'm Gandalf during Sacktown no. Royalty a couple weeks ago, and I made myself Frodo and yeah, of Homer Sam, which is probably correct. Wait, who was Tim in that one? That's a good. Well, who was I? You were Saruman, weren't you? Probably. You made Old me wizard. Even though I'm younger than both of you. You made me that one, not elf. Uh, was it an elf or was it a... TJ, 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 stop <laughs> embarrassing yourself. An elf is a normal-sized person. I think I made... Who'd I make Legolas? Oh, I made Kimani Legolas because Legolas shoots arrows and he shoots basketball games. And he's cooler than Gimli. I also like, side note, that this is an Avengers reference in the title, but it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, we're throwing it back, okay? We're throwing it back. Anything Avengers. else to say about... Is there a theme song? I didn't ask you guys this before, but is there a theme song in this? No music. Oh, I have a score, but no, I have a I have a composer doing the score, so I have that guy picked up. That would help if we were talking about your movie and not Tim. Okay, you but... know what? 
but you asked you asked whatever i hate you continue <laughs> no music in my film that's how Dude. extraordinary it is <laughs> no, music. no music no score oh. so it's a ripoff of a movie with an iconic musical score yes with no musical score it doesn't need it the acting is that good wow donald glover and bill murray just chew the scenery that much that's right <laughs> All right, so I guess we're on to the second movie then. And this one was planned by TJ. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. TJ, what's the title of your movie? Mine, I went with the Observer observer Effect, which is a... The Observer Effect. Yes, which is a physics term. That didn't, that didn't make me laugh. Oh, <laughs> were we trying to go... Hey, <laughs> listen. Were we trying to go for a comedic effect here? This movie is not... well. Okay, you know what? Can I continue? Yeah. Okay. It's, it, it has to do with the observation in physics of a phenomenon that if it can uh, change that phenomenon, if it is observed. So like Schrodinger's cat kind of bullshit. So I focused on one event. I did uh, the exit interviews of the uh, 2015 to uh, 16th season. So you guys know what the exit interviews are, right? Yes. When they exit okay. the season, they interview. Okay, so... This is correct, Bradley, with the technicals. <laughs> so I have absolutely no idea what officially went down during that day when it came to the Kings. and But uh, the way that I know it's kind of set up is they have a team meeting. So they go over the season and all that and then they go out there one by one and talk to the press so that season was when rondo was there and so you had uh rajon rondo and you had george carl and you had demarcus cousins and the rest of the players all in this meeting so the clash of the personalities had to be massive and it heated so they had to do that before they each went in out in went out individually to go speak to the press so that's what my movie would be and it's more of like a kind of dark comedy or drama i see i see i chose the cohen brothers as directors. oh nice nice yes solid choice and so for the cast like i half-assed it after, after all that you gave tim hey yeah you're gonna you know say what? you didn't put effort into it but i did it i did it organically i at least put mine into a generator. i did it organically Okay, so I went by acting skills on who could play who best. So I went with Michael B. Jordan for Rondo, because he's able to pull off the intensity. Um, for George Carl, I picked Ed Harris. <laughs> That's a good one. Put on the weight and do all that. And he's evil. Ed Harris uh, has for... never played a non-evil character. <laughs> for DeMarcus Cousins, I went, even though he's shorter than him, I'm thinking that maybe we could have him sit down the whole time. Winston Duke <laughs> from Black Panther. Hey, he could pull it off, man. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> um, uh, Seth Curry, I picked I picked Justice Smith <laughs> from Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Quincy AC. <laughs> okay, hey, quick giggling. Quincy AC, because I want to see this guy grow out like this thick beard and go bald. Lakeith. Uh, Stanfield. So, have you seen any of these actors or basketball players? <laughs> yes, I went with the acting. Okay, I'm going into it's not a documentary. A... Clearly, <laughs> if I'm going into more of a kind of dark comedy drama thing, yes, 
I am I'm going for more of an acting. Otherwise, I would have filled it up with unknowns and like people that we barely know, like how they did um, High Flying Bird. Have you guys seen that? No, I think you made it no. up. Okay, the the uh, it's a Netflix movie that they did about an agent during the NBA lockout. It was like oh directed, wait, I saw that. Yeah, Steven Soderbergh directed it. Yeah, with an iPhone. Yes, so I kind of went that route. And then, um, like, I wanted the rest to all be played by unknowns or and themselves. And then Vladi Divok either played by Vladi Divok or, like, in a time loop, a 51 year old, like, Gene Reno. Yeah, well, that has to be. Of course it's Jean. I I assume it's Jean because he's French. Jean, yeah, that's where, okay. And then, like. Of course it's Jean Reno. If you, yeah. Oh, there's also a dude from Game of Thrones who looked like him, but I forget what character he played. So um, I'm terrible then, with those names. So musical score, I would want the guy who did the Succession theme song, which is uh, Nicholas Bertel, I believe. I'm going to pretend I know that answer. Okay. I haven't watched and Succession, I, so I'll take your word for it. Oh, my God. And then, like, for cinematography, I did that, too. I want an alive Conrad Hall. Do you guys know nothing about film? Not the I've ones seen. you watch, apparently. Okay, he, well, he's dead, but he did, like, The Road to Perdition, American Beauty, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So, you're, wait, you're criticizing <laughs> wow. me for using a celebrity face matching, but you want to bring in a dead guy to do cinematography? Yes, yes, I do. Okay. As long as being we can do dead or alive. I don't think I did any dead people, but I'll allow dead or alive. Okay, so, and... Younger versions of people like Reno, who's the French actor. Yeah, well, you've seen you've seen Marvel movies. They they de age. Yes. Yeah. And age. Yeah. It's it's called special effects. So there, I'm going for the Oscar route. Okay. And so when you presented this, you said it was going to be the Rondo year. Is this a very Rondo heavy screenplay? Well, yes, because you want the heavy personalities to actually clash with each other. So Rondo and I Carl. Was think- yeah, I was thinking about doing the game in December the whole ref versus the versus rondo thing but and then the conference so that happened after that so i've never been more certain that sympathy for the devil is going to be playing during the trailer for a movie <laughs> it has to you just have to hear isn't the woo, woo, and then you just see rondo entering the court isn't that a little too on the nose no because it's perfect just a little, just like really on the nose no it's the coen brothers so it will be some folk bullshit but it's oh probably but yeah and any other any other do we have a tagline oh yeah we didn't get a tagline no i didn't come up with a tagline oh wow one of the five things i told you all to do but you did cinematographer <laughs> and did a dead guy yeah and i did a score too hey taglines aren't my thing <laughs> that's up for like what if it's centered around rondo like fuck you i don't know how could something so rondo seem so right <laughs> stupid Tim, what would you what would your tagline for this movie be? <laughs> Something better than that. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing. Let me think about it for a minute. Ron, don't. Well, okay, you now you're just though the first one you had would actually be perfect for the Coen Brothers. <laughs> so is this like a Hail Caesar type comedy or? No, I'm not going to go there. I want to say it's more. I want to go with more type of a dark. Fargo kind of thing. Ah, uh, nice, nice. Is there a wood chipper in it? Uh, do we see George Carl anymore? That's where they put George Carl's breakfast. Uh, all right. Any other? Is there any other details you want to go over for this? No, it's time to do yours. All right, because we need like four hours for this one. I'm gonna fall asleep during it. All right. All right this is called the tipping point. How obvious. 
its tagline just a tip. <laughs> it is a film that is directed by Oliver Stone about the game in 2015, November 13th, when Courtney Lee hit a game winner against the Sacramento Kings off an inbound pass from future King Vince Carter that was tipped by Ryan Hollins, but they didn't call it a tip. So the Kings lost a game. So Mines, have yep. you, do you remember the movie like, I don't know, 10 years ago called Vantage Point? I remember it, but I don't remember seeing it. I barely do, but I do remember it followed different points of view of an assassination, which, you know, Oliver Stone's done his fair share of movies like that. And he's a very good conspiracy theory movie director. So I want to just keep revisiting through different points of views, all the people who saw that happen. So it's this has an all-star cast right here. And I'd say most of them look like the people they're playing. You guys can be the judge. But first of all, the only one I ran through, I thought I was being a genius by uh, doing the celebrity lookalike thing because I just had nothing. But at the center of it is obviously Courtney Lee. It The celebrity lookalike generator <laughs> gave every Wayne's brother, I think. <gasps> oh. So I went away from that. And instead, I went Michael Ely. I don't know if it's Ely or Eli, but um, he's in a lot of movies. I forget which ones, <laughs> but I know what he looks like. He's Courtney Lee, obviously, but we're getting other points of view, too. Other cast members, Chris Evans as Dave Yeager. <laughs> Chris Pine as Mike Malone. Chris Hemsworth as me. What's funny? Can we just say that Chris Pine... Wait. Chris Pine is the least attractive of those three Chris's. <laughs> Maybe of those three, but I didn't even include Pratt because he doesn't even count as a Chris. So yeah, those there's there's three important ones. Chris Evans as Dave Yeager, Chris Pine as Mike Malone, Chris Hemsworth as me. Wait, what are you doing? Um, he's watching it. I, and he's watching at home. I'm a point of view character. We need the fans' point right, of view. From watching it, okay, from okay, from fans' point of view. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nicholas Cage as Pete D'Alessandro. Because I don't know if you remember, Pete D'Alessandro apparently got so mad behind the scenes and was like screaming and all that, that he burst a blood vessel in his eye. So if we're going to show that, we have to have a Nicolas Cage outburst. I'm in. I'm in. Right? Well, it's Nicolas Cage. So, yeah. So then we go to the, we go to the people in the play itself, within the play itself. I didn't do every character, every player, but uh, we got Ryan Hollins, obviously. So he's guarding the inbound pass. He's flailing his arms around. So Ryan Hollins is going to be played by a wacky inflatable arm flailing tube man. <laughs> like you, so he's going to be there flailing his arms, you know, trying to trying to guard Vince Carter, the inbound passer. Vince Carter, who is played by Morgan Freeman. Now <laughs> need I go on? He could. You're such a dickhead. What? You're such a dickhead. I just picture it. We could have him pass it in and be like. I wish I could tell you that the Sacramento Kings put up a good fight. It'd be what? great. Not close. So him doing the voiceover? <laughs> or just yeah. Him? Obviously, you can't have Morgan Freeman in a movie and not do voiceover. <laughs> okay, continue. We have... Zach Randolph isn't really in the play much, but Zach Randolph is in it because he's a future king. And he's played by Darius McCrary, a.k.a. Eddie Winslow from Family Matters. Just because those two look alike. Mark Gasol, paid, played by Pau Gasol. I just really thought. <laughs> what? Did you have a comment to make, TJ? No. I don't. Keep going. All right. We're, oh, Jason Thompson, who, as we probably know, was the 
one who had the botched defense that allowed Courtney Lee to do this. Now, all these guys are shorter, so I'm thinking I'm doing force perspective type things to make them look taller. So what better person to play Jason Thompson than Buddy Heald? Just because he's always looked like a shrunk down Jason Thompson to me. Oh my god. And finally, I have one more, I think. Oh, Stanley Tucci is Adam S- Silver. Because he's really? bald. Yeah. Shouldn't it be that one guy from... Actually, I could see that. I could actually see that. The, well, the guy from Game of Thrones. The You know what I'm talking about? The... The eunuch? No, 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 no. He was like part of that temple where they trapped Khaleesi's oh, dragons. Oh yeah, when he took her, he took her dragon. The warlock. Yeah. Oh, God. That, that guy looks just oh, yeah. like Adam Actually, Silver. That would work better. Like, that, would, that would work so much better. That work. But, oh, but the tooch is loose. You you gotta have the tooch in a movie. You just gotta. But you he's know, too charismatic. Know. Yeah, but he could tone it down. Tone down the charisma. Yeah. No, I, I like Tim's choice. Well, I like Tim. Tim can. Add Adam Silver to his Lord of the Rings uh, Avengers movies. But yeah, basically, I'm just, you know, Oliver Stone is going to really just go far out there. So I'm thinking it starts with just the play from like a TV standpoint. Then you get the Morgan Freeman perspective as the guy who threw it in. Morgan Freeman as Vince Carter. And you do all this. And then it ends with Courtney Lee's perspective. And at the end, you it's Courtney Lee doing a monologue played by Michael Ely. And he does a monologue about, is he a fraud? Did this ever matter? Then we get a flashback to the magic shot from the finals where he had a similar shot and missed. And it comes full circle, but we never actually get the answer to the question of whether it was tipped. Part of me debated making this an alt history thing where uh, where <laughs> they actually call the ball tipped and then Michael Malone isn't fired and everything goes great for the Kings. But I decided against that. What are your guys' thoughts? Actually, I would have gone for it. Well, yeah. we want things to be realistic, right? Because things never go well. So everything Kings. has to end so, horribly. Yeah. I, you can't have a joyful Kings movie. No, I mean, have you been a Kings fan? Well, just one one thought at the end. Do you guys have any uh, other thoughts about my movie? Because I thought it was great. Uh, so am I the only one who actually did something seriously while you guys went the comedy route? I who said like... mine was comedy? You're the one who laughed. Did I yeah. laugh at all? Who, who said mine was comedy? Well, first Middle of all, is... first of all, I thought you had Morgan Freeman, first of all, doing the voiceover, and then it switched over to Courtney Lee's. So you had Vince Carter and Courtney Lee. Because doing, we switch point of view. Morgan like, Freeman does Vince Carter's point of view, and there's narration in that part. Name a movie that does that. Oh, okay, well, no, it's... It's As I Lay Dying on a Basketball Court. That's what I thought. Maybe I should have the ball's point of view, too. That would be interesting. Who, who should play the ball? All right, so we had a technical glitch, or Tim just left the podcast in the middle of it. But, you know, he's banned from the show for future reference. He was under a time crunch. But TJ and I are still here. He was under a time crunch. One of his... That he told us about nine seconds before the One of his kids gave him pink eye, or that's what we're all assuming. We don't think that happened, but whatever. That's what I'm imagining in my head. We We all did kind of a quick run through. I just thought that'd be fun. I feel like there's a lot of things we left on the board that could be just amazing uh movies don't you think actual movies and not ones where we have like floating tube guys playing characters like did you see there's a movie coming out that got rave reviews in toronto that stars adam sandler and kevin garnett wait what how is that any i don't it's like a jewel thief movie or something and adam sandler's a star it's a where did you even hear this twitter where do i hear anything is it one okay Okay, was it one of the, so I know that Adam Sandler signed like a, 
like a five year deal with Netflix and that he has to do like he he has to produce these movies and star in these movies like a, a fucking gumball machine. So like six come out every year. I don't think this is a Netflix movie. This is like a drama, like an indie drama. Seriously, because he's under contract with Netflix, I think. I know. But he's done others. He just occasionally does movies that has he done other outside? Well, he's that? done. I I know he's done Netflix movies that weren't part of the deal. Like he did a Meyerowitz Chronicles, which was a Netflix movie, but it was a different type of movie. Well, yeah. They, I mean, it doesn't say a certain type of genre that he has to stick with, but I know that it, I think he's under contract with Netflix. So this one has to be. I never even heard of this. I never even heard of all the other ones that he's done with Netflix. I don't remember what it's called. But all I'm saying is it's apparently got acclaimed. The directors are good. I don't know who the directors are. But it stars them. But Tim and Mine's movies are less because they have strange casts. Uh, what is the plot? <laughs> That's what I-, <laughs> I told you. Mine is. No, I know that. Yours is very JFK, you know, freaking, you know, grassy knoll kind of shit from the, t- the tip in. And then you have... <laughs> 106 year old relics playing poor Vince Carter. Well, am I supposed to not make him 106 years old? I was actually fretting over my character saying, Oh, this one's too young. This one's way too old. (laughs) And here you are, like, let's cast the basketball. Like, what the fuck? The basketball might have a weird point of view. It's the one who was either touched or not touched. Um, I think it'd be interesting. Okay, so I'm thinking it's Oliver Stone, but he's going to go full on like Terrence Malick at some points. And just the floor might even talk. And then it might cut to dinosaurs. People, that's if you start walking out of the theater or like freaking cut off the streaming service of whatever streaming service this is going to be going on. Oh, there you go. Distributor. Where would you like what studio would of back life, your movie? If Tree of Life could get made, the tipping point can get made. No, basically anything could get made at this point. You know that, right? Have you seen some of the shit that's out there? So you you and Tim's Lord of the Ring, Hobbit, Shire, you know, orgy with an Avengers name has a chance of getting made too. Yeah. So all like is more art <laughs> to is you. art not is art not a subjective form? Are are we gonna that's kind of a far leap of calling it art this has become this this has become plato's republic (laughs) consider people in a cave tj (laughs) our movies are projected on the wall right now listeners are going like this is our weirdest episode by far yes this is the most september of a basketball off-season episode (laughs) imaginable Folks, we're we're almost we're almost there. We're in the final stretch. Just like throw us a bone here. <laughs> and sincerely, I'm gonna try to have some fun once the season starts and do far more podcasts than I have been doing. I picked this up at a strange time in my life. <laughs> oh, okay, that's always that's always good for a podcast. Even if we want to be serious about this, which who would? Are there any King's events that would make actual good movies? Apparently you think the Rondo season would. Uh, oh, well, okay. I went with something that was not, it was known, but not typically known, at least within the, uh, you know, the King's fandom kind of thing. But you have the big ones. You have the almost move to Seattle. You have... Uh, that could be a mini series. 
Okay, now the miniseries can be the 2002 playoffs. That is a miniseries, and that that would be an actually good limited series for like Netflix or Hulu or something. Yeah, and you could go dark as hell with that. Very dark. Oh come on, who would play Kobe? Who would play Kobe? I don't know. Like you could go through the whole. But the Oscars always love villains, so they'd probably get nominated. <laughs> although it's a miniseries, huh? Yes, it's a miniseries, but he's still a villain. I mean, of course, it was coming from our point of view. Here's. Here's where you. What's funny about doing, which is probably why there aren't that many basketball biopics, biopics. However, you say that <laughs> it's getting like who plays Shaq in a movie? Shaq. How do you do that? That's the thing. I, yeah, you it has to. The same reason, like I heard in like Kazam and stuff, they just couldn't do stunts outside of Shaq because where are they going to get a seven-two, three hundred-pound stunt man? That's why it'd be so hard to cast unless it was. We were doing some kind of biopic on like back in the 70s or, you know, earlier, like trying to cast them now, you would almost need the actual players to come do it. Like how they would do ballerina uh, movies and shows where they bring in actual ballerinas and teach them to act. And it's like trying to teach, you know, a tin can to act with some of them. But you could always tell the athletes over the actors like who's really an actor and who's really an athlete uh, unless someone's both like boban marjanovic true our gm's our gm's an actor he was in space jam vlade okay who are they really that's just like a cameo thing you can't really say that they're actors what, wasn't he in an episode of married with children or something too i can't remember i watch married with children. an actor okay i Vlade's just feel like been- i heard that but like his his i would want to put him in mind because like really no one could play Vladdy but Vladdy. that's like an old french guy who smokes way too much <laughs> jean reno but it would it would it would take <laughs> it would take training and like if i wanted to, to do a film and it was a serious one i would want to bring in the athletes to actually play their roles but like have them go into heavy freaking acting training for at least a year. <laughs> a year. Yeah. Oh God. Come on. You've seen some, I don't know if you've seen some of these ballerina movies, but Jesus, like they, how long did they train Natalie Portman to do black swan? I don't know. They were, they were in training for a long ass time. So, I'd rather I'd rather train athletes on the other side to act rather than. But you can always around. do force perspective. Just shoot them low. Every do every uh, single shot like a Quentin Tarantino shot when someone's looking at a trunk. Just the whole movie in that view. <laughs> so then we just have to bring in Quentin Tarantino yeah, but, to direct the movie. Uh, I don't know if we want him writing the dialogue, but I've always thought like miniseries. Yeah, I don't know if O2 appeals to people outside of Kings fans. But the relocation stuff, either a documentary like the OJ one, or uh, how come the OJ comes up every time you're on the podcast, even though the other one hasn't dropped yet? <laughs> okay, you were the one that brought him up. I did you, not bring you up sent out OJ in this, this one. Okay, I did. Uh, how did I send out? Did I send out murdery vibes? Hey, Is that what you're getting from me One right person now? on here has been banned from Twitter for threatening to kill someone. Okay, let's let's soften that up a little bit. I, it wasn't a legitimate threat. Uh, he, he said, why do we always talk about John on these damn podcasts? That's what I want to know. I think we need to stop bringing up John Bull. 
Man, that, that went off the rails quickly. All I said was there should be an OJ like documentary about relocation. I mean, I saw, I saw, I saw a 30 for 30 about it in theaters when they did the screenings. No, very few others have, but I saw that. Why did you see it in the theater? Because there was an event. When was the event? The day the story dropped that made it not there. Oh, okay. So there's all sorts of interesting dynamics on that one, but. Okay, so would you would you want to have an actual documentary like documentary or something like American Crime Story? I haven't seen American Crime Story. Oh, oh, you mean the people? You're talking about the yeah, the people versus O.J. Simpson. Yeah, that kind of thing where actual actors are playing. Cuba Gooding Jr. played O.J. Simpson. Something like that. Or do you want it to actually be a documentary documentary? I think either could work. Because I think in that, it's a story that's not on the court as much. So you could just do act it out for the most part. Because the appeal in that one, if you make it into a TV show or movie, is it's not going to be the basketball. It's going to be the the behind-the-scenes backstabbing and the Maloofs being weird Vegas guys and Kevin Johnson and all his nonsense and all that. Which is why I think it would actually work perfectly. I mean, ev- everyone in Sacramento knows the story. Yeah. Sac- Kings fans know the story. So having it actually projected out there in where if it was done like that, like that with the background and actors portraying it, I think it would yeah. actually pick up a lot of interest from, you know, all those who are outside uh, the Kings fandom. And I think there's appeal there as far as not just sports fans in that it is a story of local local government um all the stuff that goes along how that how local government affects whether a team can stay all that stuff there's a lot there they could do they could even if it was a documentary they could even do like seattle and sacramento side by side and why one worked and why one didn't and it also brings light to because that year that's when it kind of put sacramento on the map Everyone, I remember everybody, a lot of my family in Texas did not know that Sacramento was the capital of California. They all thought it was Los Angeles. I'm like, do you not listen in school? And they're like, we don't talk about other states outside of Texas in school. So whatever. <laughs> that sounds te- like Texas. Um, but it, it, they put, it put Sacramento on the map for a lot of people who didn't know that. And weirdly enough, a lot of people did not know that. And about the the city itself, and everyone just thinks it's a you know a cow town, and how like we were projected during that time period by like people from Los Angeles and Southern California people and Lakers fans. So it would be an interesting perspective to see, you know, what Sacramento was really like during that time. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I was in a store. I forget what store last year here in Sacramento area. And I think I was wearing a King's shirt and the guy working there said, didn't they move? How is that even possible right now? Like, I I mean, (laughs) is it just because we're so heavily into the NBA and what we do that it's hard for us to imagine people who are not fans? Uh, But the Kings are everywhere in Sacramento. Like Sacramento is like virtually the Kings at this point. I envy someone who is that cut off from it all. Imagine how nice your life would be without sports. Oh, God. I, I drink a lot less, be sober more. I don't know. I wouldn't have a job. 
Like, I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, to be fair, I would not be making much money right now. And I'm already not making much money. <laughs> I, I Aside from that. It, it like, I, I look at my sister's life and she's, she's a, a therapist. Uh, I mean, a psychiatrist. And she knows nothing about sports. Ooh, she, I'm making sure your sister hears that mistake you made. <laughs> no, she wouldn't give a shit. Um, but she, if I'm sitting there writing and she calls me, she goes, are you sportsing again? I'm like, okay, you know what? You really need to, to learn lingo or something. She's like, I don't know. And like, how <laughs> are you basketballing? Are you, are you at <laughs> the place where these things happen? Like my at the arena? Yes. Call me later. And that's. How dare you judge me? For watching a bunch of strangers throw rubber into a net. <laughs> that's how dare you? That's basically how she is. But there was one point. So, I mean, her husband is a sports fan. And it, but this was during the baseball season in, in um, the 2010 pennant uh, with the Giants. I kicked her and my brother-in-law out of the house because they were bringing bad luck. It was bad. And I, I literally kicked them out. I said, this is the fucking pennant. Get out. She didn't talk to me for like two weeks. And my brother-in-law was like, all right, I like sports, but seriously, I'm like, get the fuck out. You don't do this. This is a fucking pennant. So like she understands how bad I am, but she still, she still manages to cut herself off from the sports world. And it, it, I mean, wh- who? How could someone do that after their sister kicks them out of the house? Why wouldn't someone like, want to watch sports after they're all that? It was like a party and everything. We had ordered pizza, and but whatever it was, they were bad luck. They were fucking bad luck, and I still don't regret it to this day. Get out! God damn it! It's the pennant. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm ruining my relationship with you. My mom and I used to give my dad a hard time because he'd leave the room. The Kings were down like 20 or 30. And, uh, oh, God. And then they'd come back and he'd come back and then they'd lose. He's always laughing. How would you laugh? I would get super pissed off. <laughs> I think I sent, I sent one of my, like, my, my four year old nephew out of the room when the Kings were down when I was visiting last time. Wow, like, no, going- no, go back to your dad. Go back to your dad. <laughs> And if they start, and if they start pulling up again, I'm like, all right, you stay there. Are you on one foot? Stay on one foot, you little shit. <laughs> this went from, you know, wow, this on. would make a funny movie to teach TJ kicking four year olds <laughs> out of rooms over sports. Maybe this needs to be a movie about a psychotic sports fan who kicks four year olds <laughs> out of the room. Hey, being a fan is a full time job. Okay, you know this. I know this, and unfortunately, I have to write about this stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't compare being a fan to a job. I'd compare it to a cult. Yeah, actually, that's way better and and much scarier. But that could be American Horror Story season whatever. Kings fans? What about normal sports fans? Oh. Just sports fans. That's actually, okay, like the wheels are turning in my head because it's just perfect. Oh, my God. You could. And I already cast Nicolas Cage. We could do like the Wicker Man with sports. Oh. Like you, people have murdered over this kind of thing. They've they've literally killed people. It's gone so dark so fast. And oh, like you could like run me over with a car, and I probably wouldn't get as mad at you as 
if you have a bad sports opinion on a player. No, my the thing that just sets me off so bad is if I'm already angry and someone who doesn't watch sports comes at me and says, it's just a game. <clears throat> so like, is murder. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would get kicked off Twitter a billion times over. <laughs> oh, God. Like, seriously. Or how about I, the I would person- never be asked back. This is just someone being so corny that I want to fight them. I don't even like, I don't, I never want to fight anyone. But what about someone like you'll be at the mall or something and you'll be wearing a King's thing or King's hat. You're like, hey, take that hat off. Like, Uh, did I look like I wanted to talk to you? Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's like, is this an open invitation for you to approach me and say something so heinously stupid? No. Okay. In Texas, I, I will sport like either my San Francisco Giants hat and that is a bad thing when I went into some like my dad dragged me to this five-wheeler so it was just a stadium it was the Cowboys stadium full of rednecks and billy bobs and one guy said you're wearing the wrong hat and I'm like uh no I'm not they actually won here by oh shit like it was it was bad yeah we had to walk real fast (laughs) I saw someone. I was like, I don't think I need to be here. I saw someone yell, shut up, kid, at a Kings game once because the kid was wearing a Cavs jersey and was like cheering. A grown man. This is the documentary we need to make. Watching grown men scream at children that when their fandom comes into play. Yeah. No, that's a horror story. That's not a documentary. That is your American horror story type thing. How many people in history have died over sports? There, sadly enough, there's been a lot, and that's scary. And then, like, haven't there's been? I mean, look, we had in 2002 when someone uh, poisoned Kobe Bryant when a Kings fan there's poisoned still a Kobe Bryant. That was just a bad burger, though, and it's Kobe. <laughs> History is was it? kind to of that person. Is it? Is it? Like, did did he? I can't even remember. Yeah, he came a- back. He played that game, didn't he? Like I can't remember the timeline from when he ate the burger. And it was also got, Kobe. Like, he probably like coughed sick. once and said, "I'm sick." His entire career is based on legend. <laughs> you just did like a Batman voice right there. I'm Black Mamba. <laughs> Christian Bale. What? A- <laughs> this this conversation has just gone off the I rails. Know. I think that's a good leaving point. <laughs> yeah, there we go. This was an admittedly strange episode. But, you know, what can you do? Um, we were just having some fun during the doldrums of the off season, Starting in a couple weeks, I forget what date exactly training camp starts. I will try to have regular weekly episodes. And I'm not going to promise I'm going to do post-game after every single game. I just have to see. But I'm really hoping that I could do some post-game podcasts slash video shows throughout the season test that out so stay tuned there um please please respond or respond please send me a message on twitter whatever any ideas you have for the podcast anything you'd like to see guests you'd like to see probably the hardest part of hosting a podcast is finding guests so i would definitely appreciate that do you have any guests you want tj it's going to be some dead cinematographer oh just just not tim how about that yeah tim will just leave (laughs) who's <laughs> i don't even watch stranger scenes who's the, who's who's the girl who jumped into the pool and then never was on it again oh oh damn it 
Is it like Deborah Nancy or something? Nancy was her friend, and then it was uh, um, uh, Barb. It was Barb. Barb, yeah. That's what Tim is, because he's never come back on this show. Yeah, because he keeps t- now he's just he's on Twitter saying I tried to come back in and blah blah blah. <laughs> no, you're lying. And he didn't get to hear you talk about kicking four year olds out of. Okay, now you're just making me seem hostile. Well, am I making you seem well, hostile, okay. or are you making you seem hostile? Or am I hostile? But with that, I'm going to cue the Sacktown Royalty Band. Do you like the Sacktown Royalty Band? Yeah, you play them, and then you like trick us into saying, oh, you didn't listen to last season, yeah. I mean, last episode, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You've already fallen for it. It just hasn't been recorded. Or it yeah, hasn't I, been put out. Uh, yeah, it, has, it hasn't been heard. I did fall for it. Anyways, thank you for listening, everyone, to this bizarre journey into our minds. Um, I'll try to be back next week with something. We'll see what it is. I appreciate all of you listening. Uh, please review and rate on iTunes. That's really good for us as far as being able to get out there, expanding our reach and all that. Um, I think I said that one time that I would shout out people who gave reviews. So tell me if you do, because I'll do that. Anything else you'd like to say, TJ? TJ is at pocket underscore siren. Don't go to at nefarious siren. That one got banned for being murderous. Uh, my last thought is, do we really want to want to shout out to commoners on here or are we going on the good reviews or what are you doing there just wondering if it's anything like Twitter. the commoners no the the, the, George the, the re- people who leave reviews the ones in the comment section oh the comment section oh i'll, I'll oh. give a shout out to good reviews yes, i'm not giving a shout out someone who says one re- who does one star reviews that's insane yeah any uh, where can they find that's your work all your writing um now, oh, Stacktown Royalty, and now I'm over with covering the Mavs for Sports Illustrated. So, MavsSI.com, even though you guys aren't Mavs fans. Uh, yeah, TJ's a Mavs fan, just in case no, that, that no. was obvious. Don't That's cut me off, I'm not. Rondo came from. Don't go, go, don't, don't go there. <laughs> and yeah, you can find... I'm hostile, remember? Yep. You can find me at at the real brad g on twitter um say hi watch my random disturbing thoughts i don't know but yeah now that the band is up i think it's time to say goodbye thank you everyone for listening and i will join you next week on another episode of the sacktown royalty show and i will join you next week 